We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Da 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 da. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. We hope everybody's having a a nice, safe, healthy Christmas. And we just wanted to drop a very special Christmas episode in for you. So this is One Kiss Means Forever. forever. Story time. Story time. (laughs) So what we're going to do today is... We're going to build our own Christmas movie romance with the lovely help of this wonderful book that I got as a secret Santa present called Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance. It's pick your plot, meet your man, and create the holiday love story of a lifetime. (laughs) And it's by Rain Conk. So I am all snuggled up in my Christmas blankie. Ready for Hannah to read me a story. Story time. Chapter one. (laughs) Is this a kissing book? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) When you're older, you might not mind so much. (laughs) That's none of your business. Chrissy slammed her business phone down on her business desk and sighed. She looked around. Her entire desk was covered with business binders, business books, including the classic How to Business Your Way to the Top of Business, and business supplies. One thing was for sure. She was a business lady. The phone rang again. She picked it up, shouted, business, and slammed it back down. She simply had too much business to do to deal with all of this. Today was going to be the day. Chrissy had started at Big Business Company 10 years ago as an intern, and now, after years of thankless work, filing, sorting, synergizing, circling back on that email, it was finally happening. She was going to be promoted to junior executive in charge of business. Her phone rang again, and she grabbed it in frustration. Eve, I told you to hold all my calls, she snapped at her assistant through the line. Sorry, Eve whispered, but it's your mom, so I thought you might want to make an exception. Chrissy sighed. So Katie, do we take the call or do we ignore the call and fantasize about her upcoming ski vacation? We have to take the call. It's our mom. Okay. Chrissy knew what this was about. With a final groan, she said, I'll take it on line one. Honey, exclaimed her mother moments later. It's so good to hear your voice. Hi, mom, said Chrissy, bracing herself. How's work, her mom asked. Busy with business as usual, said Chrissy. Look, honey, I know you're busy, so I'll make this quick. I'm just finalizing all my meal prep for our big Christmas dinner, and I just wanted to confirm that you and Cole will be there with bells on. Should Chrissy agree to attend Christmas dinner or tell her mom she won't be able to make it? Ooh, I don't think we can make it. Okay. 
actually began Chrissy slowly. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. What is it? Her mother gasped. Oh no, will you be late? Will you miss appetizers? No, Chrissy said, we won't be late. Oh, thank goodness, her mother breathed. You said that and I just thought, Santa's bells, the worst has come. This is the literal worst thing that has ever happened in my life. Chrissy started to interrupt, but her mother continued. And yes, I am including the deaths of both my parents, but it's all okay. You'll be there on time. Santa's bells. Just say it, Chrissy thought to herself. Actually, she started again. Cole and I won't be able to come at all. There was silence on the other end of the line, then a bit of shuffling, and then a faint, haunting melody that started playing fuzzily through the phone speaker. Okay, Katie, should the song coming through the speakers be a sad classic Christmas song, a sad contemporary Christmas song, or just a regular sad song? Oh my gosh, okay. I think it needs to be a sad contemporary Christmas song. It was an instrumental version of a song that Chrissy knew, but couldn't quite identify. She closed her eyes for a moment, trying to place the melody. Suddenly she groaned. Mom, she said, please tell me this isn't the string quartet version of the Christmas shoes. Well, her mother started, you have <laughs> got to stop forcing me to listen to the Christmas shoes whenever you want to guilt me into doing something, Chrissy said. I mean it. It was bad enough when you insisted on playing at full blast in the mall last year. We aren't allowed back in famous footwear anymore. <laughs> I just think it's never a bad time to think about the Christmas shoes and the many lessons it contains. Mostly about how much our mothers love us and how nothing is promised, she trailed off. Chrissy waited. Nothing is promised, her mother tried again. And you never know which Christmas dinner might be, you know. She trailed off meaningly. Come on, mom, Chrissy groaned. It's tradition, her mother protested. What about our big Christmas supper and snuggling by the fire on Christmas Eve? And besides, who's going to help on the candy cane farm if you aren't there? You would be so helpful to have around and you know how demand gets to be around Christmas. I'm sorry, said Chrissy firmly. I think I'm starting to outgrow Candy Cane Falls. Don't you think it might be time to, you know, let some traditions go? There was silence on the other end of the line. Besides, continued Chrissy, I'm about to be promoted to junior executive in charge of business. So I'm sure they'll be needing me at big business company more than ever. I'm sure you can hire some Candy Cane Falls townie to help you with the candy cane harvest. Okay, sighed her mother. I can see that I won't change your mind, but if your plans change, you know that there will always be room for you and Cole at the Christmas table. Oh, mom. <laughs> Chrissy sighed and changed the subject. They chatted for a few more minutes and then Chrissy and her mother said their goodbyes and Chrissy hung up the phone. Talking with her mom about Cole had reminded her. She had dinner plans with him that evening. They were celebrating their two-year dating anniversary, which, Chrissy reminded herself, was basically 10 in business years. <laughs> Cole had been acting strange lately, so when he asked if he could meet her for dinner at their favorite restaurant that night, 
at once she had realized he was going to propose all of the late nights the secretive whispers the volatile moods suddenly it all made sense he had been ring shopping late at night and stressed about making the proposal perfect it was so cold almost as cold as changing the password on his phone and laptop so she couldn't access them anymore whoa dang <laughs> probably because they were full of pictures of the ring tonight it was really happening she almost squealed in delight just thinking about it oh chrissy <laughs> eve tapped on the door chrissy waved her in they're ready for you in the conference room eve said by they eve of course meant janet and tad chrissy's bosses chrissy was due for a promotion and when janet scheduled this meeting chrissy knew exactly what it was for they were going to announce her new position as junior executive in charge of business. One thing was for certain. She had definitely earned this promotion. The first thing she'd buy with her raise would be a really nice gift for her mom to make up for having to miss Christmas dinner. All that time, and it was finally happening, she looked at herself hard in the mirror. Chrissy, she said to her reflection, you are getting a raise. Chrissy, you are not getting a raise, said Janet, after pleasantries had been exchanged. Look, I'll get right to it. I'm afraid this meeting is not good news. Your position is being terminated, effective oh. immediately. Oh, no. <laughs> you can take until the end of the day to pack up your things, said Tad. It's nothing personal, said Janet. It's simply dollars and cents, which is to say we want more of them. Your position just happened to be the next one on the chopping block. Chrissy nodded in a daze and stood up. She was fired. She was fired? Starting to feel woozy, she leaned against the wall to steady herself. All right, Katie, should Chrissy accept her termination gracefully and leave or make a big scene? Oh, I want a big scene. Okay. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. Chrissy stared at Tad and Janet, a simmering rage threatening to raise to the surface. Look at them, she thought with disgust, with their faces and their hair and their knockoff $2,000 suits and their names, those names. What kind of names are Tad and Janet? Uh, a family name, Janet said. My mom liked baby frogs, Tad added. <laughs> Whoops. Chrissy thought she must have said that last part out loud. Then again, the rage. Tad, Janet, fired. She glared at them. She grabbed the two closest three ring binders, threw them to the ground, and started stomping on them. Should we get security? Janet murmured to Tad. No, Tad said slowly. I think she'll tire herself out. Oh, man. When Chrissy realized that her tantrum wasn't getting her the attention she expected, she straightened up and adjusted her suit jacket. Well, she said, you can be assured you will be hearing from my lawyers about this. With that, she turned and walked out of the conference room. But as she marched toward the lobby, she heard a muffled conversation coming from another office door. She stopped to listen. It seemed impossible, but she could have sworn that she had just heard someone say, Candy Cane Falls. Katie. Should Chrissy oh. stop to eavesdrop on the conversation or continue making her grand exit? Well, she has to hear what happens. Chrissy tiptoed closer to the door, trying to make out what was being said inside. 
there was almost no chance that someone in that room was talking about Candy Cane Falls. What were the odds that anyone in this building had even heard of her hometown? Chrissy wondered, but it didn't matter. She needed to know for sure. She pressed her ear against the door and listened hard, but all she could make out were muffled voices. She could only make out bits and pieces of conversation. Excited, rich, Richard Moneybags, funding, land, condos, Candy Cane Falls, small town, ornament shop, father figure, single mother, lease, beloved, Declan Hall, bulldozer, eviction, wrecking ball, townspeople, outcry, <laughs> condos, money, perfect, talk soon, great meeting, goodbye. Oh well, she thought to herself as she rushed toward the lobby. I guess I'll never be able to even sort of piece together what that conversation was about. As she reached the middle of the lobby, she turned on her heel to face her coworkers, some of whom were peeking out of their offices. I would just like to say, Chrissy said loudly so everyone could hear, that certain people here are a disgrace to the very concept of good business. Business is good, but they, they are the opposite of good. And so they are the opposite of business. I came to the city to get away from Candy Cane Falls and to learn what a stiletto is. And guess what? I've done one of those things. Chrissy stayed in her office with the door shut behind her all day, absentmindedly clearing off her desk and shoving her office decorations into old printer boxes. Fired? Fired. She said it so many times, the word began to sound strange. Like fired, but weird. Fired. Fired. Fired she whispered. Minutes slipped away and then hours until suddenly she remembered her dinner plans. Nothing could distract from a bad day better than an anniversary dinner with Cole and whatever he had planned. Chrissy smiled despite herself. She looked at her left hand. This would be the last time she saw it without a ring. She picked up her box of belongings and marched out of the office with confidence. I feel like business has just gotten in the way, said Cole apologetically that night over dinner. I travel, you work these crazy hours. Come on, Chrissy, I can't be the only one feeling like this. We've been practically over for months. Chrissy nodded dumbly. Oh, this is not how she had expected tonight to go. A waiter stopped by the table. More wine for the lady, he asked. Wine is more good, fine. Chrissy muttered. She was in shock. I'll always love you, Chris. You know that, Cole continued. But truthfully, I just don't know if a monogamous relationship is even for me. It's not natural, for one thing. Name one animal in all of nature that's monogamous. Swans and wolves, said Chrissy quietly. Lobsters. <laughs> oh, said Cole. Well, I guess also gibbons, beavers, shingleback shinks. Okay, I get the point, Cole interjection. Barn owls, she said her voice growing louder. Bald eagles, French angelfish, she yelled. The entire restaurant grew quiet. French angelfish, Cole! So <laughs> should Chrissy throw her wine in Cole's face or try to win him back? Oh, the wine is going in his face for sure. Chrissy picked up her glass newly full of red wine, the expensive kind, because of all their business money. 
Back in Candy Cane Falls, they drink dumb, simple things like apple cider and hot chocolate and, Chrissy gagged, water. <laughs> she paused for a moment and then tossed the wide directly into Cole's face. He sputtered and grabbed for a napkin. What about the Alps, Cole? Chrissy said. We were going to go to Switzerland and ski. I already bought my tickets. I'll reimburse you, Cole mumbled. On the cold walk home, she dialed her mom's number. She picked up on the first ring. Mom, Chrissy said tearfully, the ski trip is canceled. Tell everyone I'm leaving the big city. I'm coming to the place where buildings are short and the birds are ducks. Oh, um... I'll be coming home to Candy Cane Falls for Christmas after all. <laughs> and the birds are dead. The sign on the side of the road said, Welcome to Candy Cane Falls. And Chrissy's Uber driver slowed as he drove past to admire it. Decked out in an explosion of blinking lights, it was festive, but still, it was nothing compared to the town itself. The driver whistled as he pulled onto the main street, staring out the window at the winter wonderland that was Candy Cane Falls in December. Candy Cane Falls may be a small town, Chrissy said robotically, repeating something she'd heard a hundred times from her mother, but there's nothing small about the way we do Christmas. The Uber driver studied his phone. <clears throat> he frowned. The GPS isn't finding me. Is there no service out here? Chrissy laughed. Well, she said, Candy Cane Falls is an old-fashioned place. Any chance you can direct me to your house, he asked. Sure, said Chrissy. Then she paused. Should Chrissy take him straight to her house or take him on the tour through the town first? Oh, that's hard. I think we should go on a tour of Candy Cane Falls. Actually, Chrissy said, let's take the long way. I want to show you Candy Cane Falls. Now this, Chrissy said, pointing out her window toward a small building decorated to look like a gingerbread house, is City Hall. This is the main drag, Chrissy said when they pulled into the downtown minutes later. We've got a hot chocolate shop, a Christmas cookie shop, a muffin shop, and a high-end candy cane shop, and a shop with furs and robes and tiaras, just in case someone in town ever falls in love with a mysterious stranger and he turns out to be royal and she needs to quickly look the part because his mother, the queen, is arriving today and she must make a good impression. You may also be surprised to find that we have a small technical school here, Chrissy continued. You can learn useful trades like reindeer shoeing or snowshoeing or shooing away anyone who says they don't love Christmas. But that last one is more of a certificate program. And over there is the contest, contest, contest warehouse. It's the perfect place to go if you suddenly find yourself in a situation where you need to win some sort of baking contest to save your parents' farm or to raise money for a ch sick child. Basically, they have anything you might need there. Any aprons or cooking supplies or trophies or pre-written motivational speeches you can give you to yourself in the mirror before the big day. The day that you win the farm back and finally earn dad's respect, although of course he'll tell you that he always respected you, he just didn't know how to show it. Her driver opened his mouth once or twice, but no words came out. Basically, I'm just saying that you could get that stuff there, Chrissy explained. Anyway, that's the whole downtown. Now, here on the way out, she said, pointing out the window, is Lonely Chris. He's always just kind of sadly walking around alone outside the shops, like he's just begging someone to ask if he's okay. 
Have you ever thought to ask? The driver asked. Then he peered out the window. Wait, are you talking about that big guy in the red sweatshirt with white piping? He asked. No. <laughs> yep, said Chrissy. As she spoke, she heard a faint tinkling sound outside, like tiny bells. Did you hear that? She asked the driver. Hey, he said slowly. Do you maybe want to pull over and say hi? At least see if he needs something? Should Chrissy pull over or keep going to her mom's house? It's just lonely Chris, so we should keep going to the mom's house. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I feel like <laughs> I feel like talk space should be our sponsor. Chrissy definitely needs some. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chrissy shook her head. No, she said, we already know everything we need to know about that guy. Comfy red and white clothing, black boots, white hair and beard, name Chris, classic regular human non-magical guy. I see nothing interesting coming of our pulling over and I absolutely refuse to believe that there may be any symbolism here or that Chris is somehow the human embodiment of a lesson that I needed to learn for many, many years. I refuse to acknowledge the clues which to an outsider may seem obvious because I am angry and I am from the city and I'm going through business withdrawal. So you'll excuse me if I'm a little out of sorts. Now for the last time, she concluded, please just drive me home. The car snaked through the curvy back roads until it finally settled on a property just on the outskirts of town, Chrissy's childhood home. When she was younger, they lived in a small apartment closer to the center of town. At that time, they were growing candy canes on windowsills on their balcony in the small patch of grass in front of the building, wherever they could find. So the small two-bedroom apartment had been overwhelmed by candy canes tucked into corners and behind the bathtub sprouting out of little pots. But as her parents' candy cane farm grew and grew, things changed. They needed to expand the business and move to a place with a little more property. Uh, your parents own a candy cane farm? Candy canes don't grow like that, Hannah. Your parents own a candy cane farm, asked Evan, puzzled. Evan is the cab driver, but I don't know if they told us that. They didn't. Was I um, not supposed to go on that journey? <laughs> uh, I thought those died out ages ago. Last I heard, candy canes were just made from sugar and cornstarch and food dye and stuff. Chrissy laughed. Most candy canes are these days, but Candy Cane Falls is a small town and people do things the slow way here. So they may be old fashioned celebrating Christmas all month and growing their own candy canes, but well, God love them. And I hate to admit it, but my parents are always right about one thing. They taste better than the store-bought stuff. Okay, she said, here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes and imagine the flavor of a candy cane in your mouth. Are you imagining it? Evan closed his eyes. Mm-hmm, he said. I do want to say he's driving. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh. Evan closed his eyes. Mm-hmm. He said. Okay, she said. Now, imagine that flavor, but like way better. Like way better. Now open your eyes. Evan opened his eyes. Whoa, he said. <laughs> Pretty amazing, right? She asked. That's the difference between homegrown and factory-made candy canes. Speaking of, she said, gesturing toward the house, that's probably my cue to leave. Thanks for the ride. And if you're ever in the city and want someone to hustle and bustle with, look me up. I live in a harsh minimalist apartment that is primarily constructed out of sharp corners. It's for women who don't want children. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, she said, waving her hand, I'm rambling. 
I must be going crazy from missing business so much. Thanks again for the ride. I had a nice time. Then she paused to look back at him. She actually had had a nice time. She couldn't remember the last time she felt so relaxed. It was probably nothing and she felt silly even thinking it, but did she like this guy? She talked easily with him. He kept his hands on the wheel at 10 and two the whole time, but not in a way where it seemed like he thought he was better than you, just where you knew it came naturally to him. And he was funny too. After she had told him about a TED talk she'd recently heard, she asked him what, if he were absolutely forced to give a TED talk, he would speak about. He paused for a moment and then replied, the origins and iterations of the name Theodore. It had taken until now outside her home for Chrissy to get the joke, and she laughed out loud. She appreciated the delayed gratification. It reminded her of her favorite TED Talk, the one about the marshmallow test. I didn't understand the theater joke until you said TED Talk again. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> delayed what? gratification. Ah, I like it. She literally had never met a man like him before. Could this be fate, she wondered? Could this be love? So should Chrissy try to go for it with Evan or say goodbye? I was going to say she should go for Evan because that's funny. <laughs> he seems cute in my mind. All right. Wait, she said, taking her hand off the car door handle and turning to face him. There's something I need to say. Chrissy took a deep breath and looked him in the eyes. This is going to sound ridiculous, she said at last, but do you want to run away together? Yes, Evan said immediately before she even finished asking. Yes, 100% yes. He had oh. actually initially answered yes when he thought she was asking, do you want to run? Because he was feeling a little cooped up and thought it would be nice to give his legs a stretch. <laughs> but when, when he heard the full question, his heart leapt. Oh, I know, he cried suddenly, reaching over to open the glove compartment. Something had just occurred to him. He fished around a bit and finally found what he was looking for. A mistletoe-scented car freshener. Chrissy cocked her head. Pine is more common, Evan explained, holding the miniature tree above their heads. But I always thought that mistletoe scent might come in handy if I ever met. Chrissy kissed him before he had time to finish the sentence. Want to get out of here, Evan asked, revving the engine. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy said, smiling. Let's go. Evan's car sped away down the long country roads until Chrissy's house was just a speck on the horizon. She sat back against the passenger seat and sighed contentedly. It would be hours before it crossed her mind that maybe she could have just asked him out for coffee. Just like, started small. But she wasn't thinking that right now. Right now, she was watching the mistletoe air freshener swing from the rear room mirror and thinking that she was so happy that she could listen to a TED talk about happiness. She grabbed Evan's hand and squeezed, and he squeezed back. Then suddenly, they both fell silent. Somewhere, just in the distance, was a faint, delicate sound of tinkling bells. They turned towards each other and grinned. You hear that too, right? Chrissy said. Yeah, Evan said. It was, they both would think to themselves later, the best car ride either of them had ever been on. And Evan had once won $4,200 in the cash cab. Cash cab! The end! Woo! That was the twist ending! The twist ending! Nice. I hope they live happily ever after. Well, they kissed, Katie. Oh, yeah. They kissed and... 
One kiss means forever. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, all. We'll see you next week. Yay. Enjoy yourself. Bye. Bye. I decided it was a good idea to play bingo with this. Surprise, you're fired! <laughs>